Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed in the coffin. One, two. Sound check. One, two. Sound check. One, two. Check, please. Oh, I'd take a check. ICBC, give me another one. I dreamt that someone just randomly transferred me four grand for no reason. It was a really good dream. <laughs> Do you remember when, when the government just randomly gave us a thousand dollars last year? That was a great day. I didn't get that, but. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a great day for me. Well, well, it was a great day for both of us in reality because you got money and I never stopped working once. So, oh, win-win. I am so excited for a vacation. Work is great, but man, the burnout is real when you can't have fun. <laughs> the burnout is real when the only thing that separates my work life and personal life is Zelda. I was just going to say, I feel like that's all I do now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, what do you do outside of work? I'm like, once a week I record a podcast. And then the other hours of the day that I'm not working or sleeping, I'm playing Breath of the Wild. Thank you so much. Well, yeah. And then we granted, we betrothed ourselves a podcast and it revolves around more television and screens. So, Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> we couldn't have picked classic novels or great thesis papers written by our generation it's like no let's pick uh tv and crimes and computer sitting and all the good things that a screen gives me thank you because if i have to go outside i won't make it hashtag allergies the only outside i'm interested in currently are the fields of hyrule thank you so much get that get that rolling hills but you know what though so how old is link do you think? Is he a teenager? Would it suck uh, if he died? He died Would he become an angel? Ago. So he died a hundred years ago, right? So he's a hundred he years sleep a hundred years ago, well, sir. Same, 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 same. I don't die every night. That's some high school my chemical romance <laughs> feelings I haven't felt in a long time. Emo is not dead. No, my soul is. <laughs> Black parade. Black parade. Uh okay. Here, here you go. Although Link's true physical age is never revealed, he's oh, probably... that's what you're looking up! I was like, oh, here we go, podcast time. No, we are looking up Link's age. Okay, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. He's probably 17 or 18 years old before going into stasis. Uh, assuming he's the same age as Zelda, then he would in fact be 17. That means the version of Link in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is mostly like 117 years old once he wakes up. I don't know if I believe that because I remember what 1718 was like and we were not saving the planet. Excuse you. Well, he lives in a world where people ride horses instead of cars. He lives in a world where they don't have medical care and he'd be dead by 20. Also, uh, quickly off topic, who else is 117? It's Edward Cullen. Thank you so much for coming to my Twilight fancast. <laughs> but Edward never died, so you say he probably never became an angel? A vampire? 
my god i'm segueing you I so hard twice into the topic twice i'll always steamroll that shit by accident oh my god <laughs> wait why is an angel is that what glittery vampires are I mean, he's like 17 he's like a teen and he's not an angel he's like a teen who's not an angel he's like a teen angel oh my god <laughs> insert applause <laughs> you know what drink <laughs> oh uh so this would be the second insert into our tgif friday shut up jill i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing nothing. I did nothing. You can see your face. Oh yeah. All right. So we ended our last episode with our introduction to the TJF world, multiverse, multiverse, uh, with the fantastic programming block that we grew up with when we were not old enough to yet leave the house, but. Uh, too old to just look at the wall, basically. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's like you had to go watch TV because the screens on your Game Boy only came in that like grainy kind of green color. So they didn't get bright enough for you to play them in your room quietly. So you had to go watch TGI Fridays. It was like forced family time, basically. But also 100% worth it because those shows are fire. So good. So we're going to kick this one off with ba, 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 Teen Angel, which I don't know if a lot of people remember. It was really short-lived, and I friggin' liked it way too much. Having revisited some episodes today, though, have realized how it did not age very well. It's slightly problematic and um, just a bunch of stuff. But props for casting, because they couldn't have cast a perfect Teen Angel. He, like, encapsulated the... The actor that played Marty, like, encapsulated... Oh, my God. 90s boy, like, spiky, gelled hair. Like a rascal. Like a charming rascal. Yeah. He was... I thought he was so, like, quirky and attractive when I was younger. I was always like, oh, my God, hi. I loved him. I loved him. And then Odd Man Out came out, and I'm like, maybe I like blondes. (laughs) Why am I so confused? I'm so confused. Do I not like a mushroom cut anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Do I like Nick Carter bangs or spiky gelled hair? Why are the only women options I have the Tanner sisters and Kimmy? I hate TV. <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem for you, hey? <laughs> uh, Kimmy. No one no. gives her a TV show. I was very, very confused at this time of my life, so I liked like really... Kind of like the nerdy, almost a bad boy, not cool enough to be a bad boy, like TV trope, such as like the teenage son from Dinosaurs. What a confusing time. Robbie, right? No, did we figure this out? We never said Robbie? No, we called him Robbie twice, and then both times neither of us ever looked it up, because that's for a different podcast. (laughs) Oh, we're going to learn this fact, too. (laughs) Good. Yep. Because we can't have a 90s nostalgic podcast. Without knowing this shit. Without asking Jeeves. Gotta ask Jeeves. My ask Jeeves skills are not on point. Ask Jeeves was so Dude, it is Robbie. Nice! Nice! Fucking A. So, whatever. Go fuck yourself, internet. We're right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So... Oh, yeah, I was gonna say. I... 
because like the 90s were like incredibly prob well every era thus far has been very problematic but the 90s like sexism was in full force we had the full like toxic uh i'm one of the guys girls thing going Ugh. on so bad and then if i may for someone and you like you you said like you're like oh i was so confused dude i remember watching tv shows because in my household in my household there was there was one there was only one way you married a man and that was it so like i remember watching tv shows and i was like what if I, what if I am gay? And I remember sitting, watching TV shows and just being really afraid that I might be gay, which is like so stupid, but right. that's probably were, like, I mean, not you perhaps, but that's how I was brought up. And that was just like normal. No, I like never even thought about it as an option. I was just always like, oh, okay, I'll date a boy. And then that show Cyber Six came out and wow, that is a fucking confusing as fuck show. But other that's than that, I was... I was straight on the D train until I was like 21 question mark. And then you're like, peace out dicks. Yeah. I hopped off the train. <laughs> it's not a good train. I can vouch. I hopped off the train and crawled into my U-Haul and ta-da. Then I got cats and you know what? That's uh history writes itself, you know? Cool. Yeah. Cyber six. Banging show, favorite show. Data Seven, amazing. Best, so best good. Panther partner in the world. I think we've talked about this before. When I was in high school, I was obsessed with Cyber Six, and I would talk about it, and like all the mean girls would be like, <laughs> they'd be like, "Ew, Cyber Sex," and I was like, "No, Cyber Six is an anime. Listen to me." <laughs> God, Cyber Sex is for the AOL chat rooms. You guys grow up. Oh, yes. Anyways, okay, back on topic. <laughs> so Teen Angel was an ABC television series that aired on September 26, 1997, and it ended February 13th, 1998. So it kind of basically oh. did a full, I know. Yeah, like one season. Barely, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but depending on how, like, aggressive they were, because we've seen, we've seen like, shows that bang Bring this show back. Stop rebooting like Will and Grace and Friends reunions. Reboot this. <laughs> Just for us. Just, but like, we'll have to see how Marty's aged. I, I looked it up. He they, they aged as he would. He's not, he doesn't have his like boyish rascally charms as you would like kind of hope. But so I dippity mean, like, do in a kappa tracksuit, I can solve that problem real quick. This is true. This is true. <laughs> that outfit. Okay. Uh, so this style of an uh, animation, this style of television show was considered an American fantasy drama. Uh, and it aired as part of ABC's TJ, a Friday lineup, like I said. And the series was created by uh, Al Jean and Mike Reese. It stars Corbin Allard as a high school student who is recently deceased best friend, played by Mike Damis. Damis? Damis. Damis? Returns to Earth as his guardian angel. My pronunciation oh my will never get old. <laughs> uh, it's actually Damus. Damus. <laughs> With Italian hands. Or <laughs> this one. This one. No, that's a duck. Oh my God. Duck hands. <laughs> Uh, the formal synopsis, Teen Angel follows a high school boy, Steve Bouchamp, who's played by Corbin Allard, and his recently deceased best friend, Marty DiPolo, Mike Demus. Demus? Demus. Demus. 
who dies from eating a six-month-old hamburger under Steve's bed on a dare. This is like, when I, I know that I already watched this, and when I watched it, I was like, yeah, that checks out. But as like a 33-year-old woman, I'm like, stupid boys. <laughs> I feel like that would be peak, like, jackass time. I remember all my guy friends were always trying to do jackassy shit, so they 100% would have done this. I feel like this was pre-jackass, but I don't know when jackass started, so I can't. I can't vouch a timeline. All I picture is like the part where he like takes a bite of the burger and everything just starts being like, he's like just chewing it. He's chewing the burger in front of his friend and, and the background set starts to break away and it just becomes blue sky. (laughs) (laughs) It's so Shakespeare. Like, let's talk about the therapy that poor Steve needs. I know, and they never even go into that. Oh, my God. Like, well, he no, that- he, he gets an imaginary angel friend. <laughs> truly, truly. So, like, yeah, so Marty, Marty yeets to heaven, and no one talks about what happened to Steve. <laughs> Watching, daring his best friend to eat a burger and then yeah, dying. Dying in his room. It's never, it's never even like visited at all. So like the reason why Marty get, I'm jumping ahead in my notes here, but the reason why Marty gets sent back is because, uh, the, this one character who I'm going to talk about later, he well, no, whatever. I'll just talk about him now. So like he is essentially the God character, but his name is Rod, who he identifies as God's cousin, <laughs> which I think is brilliant. And he, um, yes. Rod, not God. Hello. Rod. But he's like, he's like, your best friend is really depressed. So we're going to send you back to look after him. It's like, but they, but the reasons why he's depressed is because his dad left and he's getting bullied in school and he can't get a girlfriend. And they never once bring up the fact that his friend died in his bedroom by eating a burger that he dared him to eat. Yeah. Like, Oh, his dad left. So he has problems. No, his best friend died in front of him in his room and then nobody touched on it no and now he's talking to invisible people yeah i ah, okay to invisible like heavenly figures is like a straight up sign of a mental illness number one also shared with like a few serial killers who developed like holier than thou jesus complexes true did, that's why they had to cancel season it just turned into like fucking Dexter oh Jesus Christ Steve Bouchamp chill calm down <laughs> sir it wasn't your fault maybe it was I don't know I mean he dared him so <sighs> technically but he was a willing participant in said dare you dared him. It was his choice to put that shit in his mouth. If you dared me to eat a six-month-old burger, I'd be like, girl, get out of here. Goodbye. Uh, it depends on the amount. No, man. No amount. I have enough digestive issues. I'm good. Meh. I am. I am like, fine. The worst thing that happens is what? It, like, pours out of me. I get some cold sweats. I suffer for a day or two. And then I just emerge just looking fully dehydrated. The worst thing that happens to you is you get worms and have to have to take worm medication we have to they're deworm called, you they're called pets kelsey no and it is an honor to receive them okay All right. <laughs> i'm gonna move on from this part so this dumb boy ate a six-month-old burger under <laughs> steve's bed from a dare 
and then he is sent back to Earth as Steve's guardian angel. Marty, Marty's guide is a large disembodied head, kind of like Zordon, which is sick, named Rod, played by Ron Glass, who identifies as God's cousin. This is a running gag throughout the series that Rod is always mistaken for God himself. It would be good at the end. Like, if this actually kept running, it would be fun at the end if he was like, ha, I'm God. <laughs> so Rad, pretty good. Bitch. Yeah. It's also dope because this this uh, this version of God is portrayed by uh, a gentleman of color. So I think that's pretty sick. No, I was going to say that's really fucking forward thinking for that time. But fucking yeah. cool. Women are objects, but we have a person of color playing God. So. I'm down. It makes up for some of the other slightly horrible things they do in future episodes. Yes. Which maybe we will talk about if you want, but we don't have to because it's a lot. All right. Marty is a supernatural being. He would frequently break what was called the fourth wall. Uh, so this means that when, if there is something weird happened in the episode, Marty was allowed to directly communicate with the audience and like break that fourth wall, right? So break that escapism. Yeah. This is showed when uh, actress Maureen McCormick, who played Steve's mom, Judy, she left the series halfway through, and uh, Marty would kind of fill the audience in. He'd be like, "Hey, this is what's going on. Steve's mom went on a holiday. Like he's looking after the kids, kind of thing, or his little sister and other kids." So yeah. We've seen, but that was a kind of a, a thing, I think, that was, like, Malcolm in the Middle, where, like, Malcolm would frequently break that wall and talk to the audience. I think that was kind of a I, 90s trope. Yeah, it's kind of the thing, and then, like, we went into reality TV, I feel, after that. It Dude. was, like, break the fourth wall, and then it was just, like, involve the audience completely. You remember the show The Real World? Oh, my God, I love The Real World, or Celebrity okay. Real World, or whatever. So, you remember that you could go on, like, an AOL chat with them? Mm-hmm. So I used to go on that AOL chat, pretend I was one of the characters, and be like, no, it's me. I'm hiding from the cameras. I have a different login because I know oh what I know. People would believe me, and I had never seen an episode of the show. So I would just, like, play, like, psychic Chloe, and, like, whatever they'd say, I would bounce it off. And I'd be like, yeah, it worked. Oh, my God. I the things we did. was a weird kid. I was a weird kid. I don't know. At least it showed real gumption. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I did it a couple times and then I was bored and I moved on to learning code on Neopets. So, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. That's true. <laughs> so the show's full cast included Mike Damus, Dumas, Damus, Damus as Marty DiPolo, Corbin Allard as Steve Bouchamp, Ron Glass as Rod, God's cousin, Maureen McCormick as Judy Bouchamp, and hey, guess who this lovely woman was? Who? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. She's Marsha Brady. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. The Brady uh, Bunch is lit. Dude. I, I'll the, When Marsha's face got hit with a football and broke her nose, it's burning oh my God. for the rest of my life. It's, it's filling up space where I needed to know math. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I'm hideous. Yeah, I never have it, yeah, just it was like a bruise. bruise. <laughs> no, it, it just swollen. No, but it was like it was so exaggerated. It was like flat. It's beautiful. It, well, obviously, it's like Miss Frizzle. George. George Glass. <laughs> that was good. Tommy Hinckley as Casey Bouchamp. Katie Volding as Katie Bouchamp. Jordan Bauer as Jordan Lubell, 
dude, this kid, you know who this kid is. This like Jordan Bauer kid played like all the super hot surfer boy with the Nick Carter hair. Nice. If you look this kid up, you're like, I've seen him in everything or I've seen a version of him. Let's find him. Jordan Brower. This kid is cool. Oh, yeah. He's like the hot blonde guy who's like sounds kind of insightful, but he might also just be like kind of dumb. You don't know. He's like uh, Keanu Reeves, like Ted and Bill. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely like 90s. He's like, he reminds me of uh, Ethan from yeah. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Like, same, like, oh, cool kind of, like, vibe. Very, very on point. Um, fun fact, Lizzie also talked to an imaginary cartoon friend. or That's true. Yeah, whatever. Okay, most exciting character in the show, which I didn't even remember. Conchetta Farrell. Aunt Pam. Oh, yeah, Aunt Pam. She's from Two and a Half Men. She's from everything. She also played Shelly in Dinosaurs. She's Shelly? Yeah, the dance instructor. That's so cool. So pretty. She's a Mr. Deed. She's in everything. This woman is in everything. She nails it every time. And I love her. She passed away. What? Oh. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, she died in October. Of last year? Yep. Okay, well, that's a good run. How old was she? Oh, girl. Okay. The math. Don't worry. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Well, I'll put it in later. <laughs> Just uh, can't wait for that segment. Grandpa Jerry Bouchamp. Da-da-da-da. Are you ready? Jerry Van Dyke, who is Dick Van Dyke's brother. What? Yeah, it was a pretty, like, like pretty juicy full cast other than like a pretty good cast yeah other than like the um the the stars who were like up and comers which i mean i kind of feel like they were robbed i think they could have done more if the show had kept going so that's too bad they were kind of at the at the mercy of the disney channel and uh, ratings which sucked because we didn't have streaming networks but uh yeah they did, they did, like, also do a bunch of crossover stuff, like um, Mike Dumas and uh, Damas. Mike Damas? All right, we'll go with Mike Damas. Mike Damas and Corbin Allard were on Sabrina at one point. They did other crossover stuff, like, a, like I mentioned. Um, the kid from Home Improvement, the older kid, ended up in Teen Angel for one episode. So there was, like, a bunch of crossovers. So, like, they're, they, they did enough work to kind of solidify a foundation but it just i don't know it bums me out that it got canceled because this fizzled out well i just feel bad it's like you get a big break like this was i when i went through their imdbs and stuff like this was the biggest kind of show they both had and i felt really bad for them because it must have been so cool and then to only run it like for a season and then get chopped yeah it's kind of pooey but okay so the first episode pretty much breaks down and sets up the entire show, as we discussed. Marty passes on after eating a six-month-old burger under Steve's bed. Steve's go- Steve goes into a deep depression since not only his best friend is gone, but his father recently left and he's getting picked on constantly at school. His mother and sister and his aunt attempt to help, but God's cousin Rod thinks that sending Marty as his guardian angel is the best option. So I will also add in the first episode, the reason why 
Rod decides to send Marty back is because he's been sort of a massive shit and he doesn't really want to send him to heaven. But because of he, because he's so young, he's like, we, I realize like you don't have a, like a real grasp on your morals yet. And like, we can't judge you on that because of your youth. So instead of sending you to hell, we're going to send you to earth to look after your best friend because he's bummed. <laughs> Oh my god. That's basically what he said. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. Kids are idiots, so what's up? Yeah, so Rod sends Marty to be the guardian angel, or teen angel, as Marty dubs himself. Marty helps Steve conquer his fear of talking to girls, failing tests, and being unpopular. Also, man, his haircut didn't help. His haircut was really bad. I, Steve specifically, not Marty. Marty had that cool, this cool spiky tip. Yeah, Marty had cool boy spiky hair. Yeah. Bad boy spikes. Steve had like a fryer tuck without the middle shave, so Steve needed some help. Steve uh, just needed like a teen girl movie makeover moment. Yeah. Exactly. He needed Freddie Prince Jr. to show him how to dress. It'd be fine. Take off your glasses. You'll be way hotter. That's the secret. If I had only known that, I would have got glasses and taken them off a thousand times. I know. So that's why I have fake glasses now. I have to remind people. These are real, but they're not that strong. So I don't need to wear them a lot. But okay. So Marty, as we both know, starts off alive. And he's wearing like this red kappa jacket and then he dies and it becomes a white one with like a shiny stripe and shit. So my takeaway from this is always make sure you like your outfit because if you die in it, you're going to wear a white slash shiny version of that for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I'm never going to get dressed the same now in the morning because sometimes I'm just like, oh, like today I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't care. And I wore like a wacky T-shirt and jeans. And that is so just not what I normally dress like. And I'd be really upset if I died and I was stuck in this. Wearing, yeah. a, wearing like a crochet grandma cardigan. I'm wearing my super You're wearing dope. pajamas. Yeah, well, my, t- my tank top's cool, but my pajama shorts are not. I wouldn't want to be stuck in those for the rest of my life. I'm wearing my socks and slides. I wouldn't yes. be mad about that fucking all. <laughs> oh my God. I constantly wear socks and slides. And Jordan's like, are you wearing socks and sandals? I'm like, yeah, I have a whole Instagram highlight about it. Yeah. I asked, I asked for Crocs for my birthday this year. No. Yeah. They're so good. You can get fur lined ones. No, I need Tara's number. I got to talk to her. I asked my mother. Give me your mother's contact. You can message her. I will. I'd be, like, I'd be like, listen, I like your daughter, so you can't do this. <laughs> she can't do She's. This is too far. This is too far. It. Let uh, me and my dragon ashtray live our best Crocs life, okay? Just wear Uggs, like every other basic girl. I have them. I have the knitted, uh, slouchy knitted ones. So okay, cute. Yeah, get another pair and, like... Ew. Whatever. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. No. So if you're doomed to wear the last outfit you wore for the rest of your life in white, that to me is like internal, like external internal torture because on a daily basis, I already dance around white just because of sweat stains and like fucking eating food. 
Oh, eating food's the only reason I don't wear white and drinking coffee. Because every time I wear a white shirt and I get a coffee, like the first sip, like like something shakes me and the first sip always hits my shirt. And then I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah it's like 10 a.m. and I'm supposed to be out until like 6 p.m. tonight. Like, what the fuck? Why did I think I could do this? Why did I think I deserved a white shirt? What confidence did I wake up with where I was like, yes, white? When I was in my early 20s, every time I went to the bar, I was really in this phase of cutting the sleeves off all my fucking shirts. Sure. Every night I went to the bar, I would get a crisp white H&M shirt and cut the fucking sleeves off and wear that white ass shirt out for the night. And then every night it would get ruined. And then it just became pajamas until it became a rag. But like every Friday night, it was like crisp white shirt. I was a fucking guido, but I didn't even know it. But that's cool because you have a perm mullet now. So you've been redeemed. I don't think I'm, I appreciate it, but I still have a long way to go. (laughs) My morals aren't set yet. The series was created and placed in the TGIF lineup by ABC in an attempt to capitalize off the success of another ABC Supernatural series, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. With Melissa Joan Hart. Boom. Not married to Freddie Prince Jr. No. (laughs) Not at all. That's the other blonde one. Uh, Along with Sabrina and the also new You Wish. You Wish was tight. Teen Angel was one of three Supernatural-themed sitcoms on the TJF block that season. So I, like, had a memory lapse on You Wish, and I had to look it up, and it all came flooding back. Oh, my God. I loved You Wish. I love that they had this fucking wacky genie that lived in their house. Yeah, and, like, and the mom dad. was always like, stop it. Like, help me. Oh, my God. I fucking love You Wish. I yeah. love You Wish. It was it was really, really fun. When I, like I said, when I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. It all came back. It all came back. I remembered it all. Mm-hmm. And then I felt stupid that I forgot. But I... I I guess maybe I fixated on Teen Angel because I thought Marty was cute. It just, like, lived in my brain for a while. I don't know. No, it's true. Just like, um, uh, what's it, Big Wolf on Campus? Ugh. So, like, Merton? Both of them. Merton was, like, so cute, and now he does, like, TELUS commercials, and it's so fucking weird because it's just, like, that's fucking Merton. Every time I see him, I yell at the TV. I'm like, Martin, and I'm so excited. And I love that for him because like, he's making that commercial money. Oh, I love it. And I love that I get to sit here and be like, that's what you'd look like if you weren't dyeing your hair like box goth black. But I also love that, though. He's and then like, I, he was very um, like uh, Seth Green when he played Oz in Buffy. Like he's that kind of like. He's not the werewolf, though. He's just, like, the weird kind of goth friend kid who, like, understands. Dude, early, early Seth Green. Mm-hmm. So good. I want him to be my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, like that Austin Powers Seth Green, too. Dude. Like, Dad, you're a strad. God. I hate you. But to, to jump back to Big Wolf, so we got Brandon Quinn. The, He's on so many things well, in his yeah yes and then Danny Smith was Merton yeah so Brandon Quinn was Tommy Dawkins and Danny Smith was Merton J Dingle <laughs> I watched I watched some show and he was the dad and was I was Merton like or, Merton or Tommy Tommy oh. he was the dad and I was watching the show and I was like hmm 
He looks like my friend's husband. We should have saved this for the Big Wolf episode, if there is one. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, there's obviously going to be one. Look at this pretty man. All right. Was he uncharmed? Oh, my goodness. Okay, back on topic. All right. I'm all over the place. Where's my Google Doc? I don't know. There, I found it. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. All right. At the at the time of the series airing, TJF had already began to decline because, like, I, we we both mentioned prior, like the audience we, we aged out essentially. We you discovered know. alcohol. Well, and it's funny because like the marketers are like, TJF began to decline as a result of direct competition against the CBS block party during the season of the new D- Disney ownership. But it's like, no, guys, we were starting to age out, like. Not, I was on the internet. I was going well, to parties. You're like well, in high school, maybe, or grade eight. I wouldn't say we're going to parties within the years of 97 and 98 when the show ended. So 99, but we were definitely on the internet, I would say. Oh, yeah. I was like probably feeding my Neopets or playing like this balloon pop game I used to play all the time or like Oregon Trail, something tight. Totally. Because like, I don't remember the moment that this show wasn't on anymore or that this stuff started like stopped happening because I think Mm -hmm. I was just like on the internet. Like it was a big deal. Like my parents would go out every Friday uh, with their friends and we had a babysitter or a nanny or whatever. And I was like on the computer and my parents were like, okay, you can be on the computer, but you can be on it for like this time to this time. Then your sister gets to go on it or whatever. Because you had to share the dial-up. I didn't. Only child. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, so... They, I don't want to disagree with what their ratings were saying, but I also feel like we, you know, like... You age out of shit. Need I bring up the stupid gem in the holograms reboot? Like, Ugh. You can't expect the, your de- your aging demographic to keep with you, you know, unless you rapidly bring it back like Teen Angel, like Jam the Holograms, but you put it, pitch it for your demo. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, whatever. Moving on. So You Wish was also canceled after 12 episodes while Teen Angel like I mentioned earlier lasted basically a full season it was cancelled after 17 episodes and that that is my and that is my Teen Angel blurp don't make sure you die in the outfit you want to die in like don't give a fuck about who who buries you in what like that's not important you're dead this is the takeaway from this episode is you could die and be stuck in the outfit that you're wearing. I'm never going to fucking not think about that now. Thanks. You're welcome. So, like, if your parents are worried about, nope, that's that's dark. If someone's worried about what you're being buried in, it's too late. <laughs> oh, my God. Just throw me in a box naked at that point. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. Someone just, like, cut my tattoos off and make them into a lamp. Oh, my gosh. Make me into a rug. Oh, that's weird, though. It'd be like a hide. No, yeah. that's not good. With my mouth open and then put a white claw in it. Like, ah. That's put actually it, funny. Have a, sh- have a shotgun funnel. Yeah, okay, I'm into that. Tight. <laughs> so I wasn't sure this week if I wanted to kill a teenager okay. due to the topic. Uh, 
or if I wanted to cover like Kappa tracksuits, wasn't sure. So I picked a topic I think will be nice, but I want to see if you know how to connect it. We're playing Guess the Connection again. I can never guess it because I think too literally. <laughs> Pickles! Pickles! <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you've heard of this guy. His name's Joe Metheny. Metheny? I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's like Bethany, but with drugs. I just went to meth. Yeah, I was like sick. Joe Metheny. It's like Crystal Joe. Yeah, Crystal Joe. Joe Exotic. Oh my Damn. god. Dang. Tigers? Could you imagine? No. I, already, I, cracked Silly. It. I cracked it wide open. <laughs> well, thanks for coming to our podcast. That was my case. Good night. <laughs> so Joe Metheny was born March 2nd, 1955 in Baltimore, Maryland. So in case you were wanting uh, a little bit of world news, Baltimore is 4,650 kilometers away from Vancouver, which would take you approximately about almost three days of driving straight. I like that you do that because it makes me visualize it. Thank you. Visualizing. Uh, if you're also not sure about where Baltimore is, you can think of the movie Hairspray. Good morning, Baltimore. All, so also all I think if about you need is John Travolta dressed as a woman. All I think about is being also like, hi, Zach Efron. What is happening? Also, Amanda Bynes, where have you been, girl? Dude, my friend kissed Zach Efron in a movie and I'm jealous. Oh, oh I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, not fair. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so as a child, Joe had five other siblings and he felt neglected as a child because he has an alcoholic dad and his mom had to work a few jobs. So he was constantly left alone with his siblings. And at the age of six, his dad was in a car accident and died. Was he Eminem? Oh, what was his name? Stan? No, he's Joe. Stan was Devin Sawa. Oh, yeah. Oh, Devin Sawa crimes. So. Metheny lied about his mother being dead. He would tell people like, oh, my mom is dead. Like, oh, we live in poorness by itself. And his mom was like, no, I just worked two jobs to supply a home for my six kids. But like, other than that, they were pretty chill. So there's a little bit of like, we're not sure if he's exaggerating for attention or she's lying. We're not sure. He's probably exaggerating, but also like your mom Push six kids out of her body. Her poor oh vagina. Oh, my God. I can't even look after myself and two cats. And then I'm like, how the fuck are people doing it alone with six kids? Like, that's clapping. That, I, it is. The and, then, and then people are like, ew, you're, like, alone and have six children? Gross. It's like, no, you need to be celebrated because you're running shit. Also, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, ugh, No. So when someone, he turned, someone just gave birth to, it's like it was in the Guinness Book of World, uh, Guinness Book of World Records. It was like, it was like ten or eleven kids at once. I think they call that a litter. Yeah, and they were like, "This woman birthed birthed a soccer team," and I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, can the government? Oh, your poor body would just hurt. No, I wish her every good thing in the world. Ooh. Ooh. Moving, on. Moving on. Sorry. So when Metheny turned 18, so in 1973, he decided to join the army because what else are you going to do? In the army, he discovered this fun little thing called heroin. Oh, 
Oh. So, yeah, you know. So when he came home, he was sent home after, and he said he had served in, like, Germany. And his mom's like, yep. And then he also went around and told everybody he served in the Vietnam War, but people couldn't prove it. And they were like, what the fuck? And his mom's like, no, you didn't. And he's like, yeah, I did. So we don't know for sure. Um, when you brought up heroin, I just thought of that song, Golden Brown. I don't remember the rest of it. You know. I sure don't, but oh, I know you're going to look it up. I will. I'll send it to you. But <laughs> so, okay. He came back and they were like, we don't know if you're in Vietnam at all. Like, he was sent to Germany, but then he was like, no, I served in Vietnam. And his family and stuff were like, are you sure? Drugs. No, you didn't. And he was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, drugs. Golden so Brown. when he... When he returned, he drifted away from his family and he became a truck driver. He ended up, uh, it was hard to confirm, but he either had a girl, long-term girlfriend or he got married. Oh. And he also had a child. And then during this time, because he was driving a truck, his nickname became Tiny. Because ironically, this man was six foot one and like around 400 to 500 pounds. Ironic so he's like, names. He is a big guy. He does not know where to shop for clothes. Mm, big and tall big big and tall big big and tall tall sorry i'm not body shaming i'm not body shaming shaming. scared millennials (laughs) so in 1994 he came home from work and his wife slash girlfriend and their child was were gone and he's like okay so they took the shit and they all left so he went down to the spot under a bridge that was kind of a makeshift tent city And he was looking for her because she had been into sex work and she had been into like drugs. So he knew this is somewhere she'd probably go. Yeah. And at this tent city is where he started a murder spree. Fuck. So his first victim is Kathy Ann Magaziner. She was 39 year old sex worker. She was attacked, strangled and then buried in a shallow grave. That's fucked up. Next was Kimberly Lynn Spicer. She was 23. Uh, he killed her with a knife. And then he ditched her body. So this was not all on the same day, but he would pick up girls or people in this kind of like location. And he would lure them by saying like, oh, I have drugs. I have money. Like, do you want to like party? And so they'd go with him. I hate him. He also allegedly killed two homeless men uh, named Randall Brewer and Randy uh, Piker. And he allegedly almost killed them or killed them with an axe. But there was not enough evidence against him to actually press charges against him for the case. That's so aggressive. I mean, everything is, is aggressive, but that's particularly aggressive. An axe is particularly aggressive. Yeah, like you can't. I mean, I've so someone's coming at you with a knife, terrible. But at least I'm thinking you 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 know you can potentially deflect with your hand. It's going to go through your hand, but it's not the worst. Whereas you have an axe coming down on your hand is split in half. Mm-hmm. Like also a two. If there's anything I've learned from. Uh, Breath of the Wild, a two-handed weapon, like generally you'd hold an axe with two hands, especially if it's one with like a longer handle. Yeah. Uh, two-handed weapons give you a higher power um, 
this applies to Breath of the Wild too. So if you have like a Boko club and it's two-handed, it's a lot stronger than if you just have like <laughs> a sword. However, the swing that like the swinging physics are slower. Yes. We know stuff. So his last victim is Rita Kemper. This was in this was December 6th in 1996. He lured her with the promise of like drugs and money. And he ended up kidnapping her and then because he was trying to pressure her for sex and she was saying no. So he tried to like restrain her. She ran away. He ended up chasing her down. He beat her, brought her back to the trailer they were in. He attempted rape. And she was fighting him and he said to her, I'm going to kill you and bury you in the woods with the other girls. Oh. So she ended up fighting him off, escaped, jumped out a window, yes. ran all the way to the police. So this badass bitch got away. Like, snaps. This, this yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the girl. Mm-hmm. This is the final girl. So on December 15th, Methany asked a friend to help him move Spicer's body because he was concerned that Kemper had gotten away. So he wanted to move Spicer's body, which he had ditched earlier so he's like yo help me move a body can you help me move a two-year-old body and his friend was like you know what i'm actually i actually am getting a phone call i have to go and he went straight to the fucking police and narked and i love it thank god also like sir your audacity like are you like who whom in your friend group do you suppose is going to be like yeah that's cool there's missing women sure Absolutely. That's fine. So during this whole time, Methany was like still driving the truck, but he also opened a side business, which was a roadside barbecue stand where he served, in quotations, real beef and pork sandwiches. Please don't. This is your opportunity to guess how I am linking Teen Angel to this horrible man. I'm going to say, please don't. Okay, so there's this little, I want to say a food, and it's called long pig. Have you heard of it? Human? Yep. Okay, so our man, Joe Metheny, was apparently and allegedly putting pieces of his victims into the burgers that he was serving people. Hence hence my, please don't. Yeah. I always, I will always do. Also, why is human called long pig uh apparently it is kind of like a direct translation uh of a cannibal culture that is like where it originated from like what they would call human so it's like one of those weird broken down translations that just made it simplified i like i personally don't agree with eating pigs in general but what about a long one i mean not a short one just a long one specifically <laughs> this is a weird topic because it's like no you you should not but it's like i'm not condoning cannibalism i'm not condoning the murder of people clearly however nope not however but side <laughs> information it's like if 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 people have the ability to create massive slaughterhouses where we just like are shoving terrified animals in to die <laughs> I don't know. It's 
I have feelings. I'm going to have you over for a barbecue later this summer oh. and we'll, I'll, we'll do a taste test of I've... different meats. Not long pig, though. I mean, mm. I might eat it. Listen, I'm a vegetarian. I ain't fucking scared of them. I eat meat. I just have, I'm like a moral meat eater. It's, oh, I know it's uh, weird. It's I weird. think they call that an East Van Terrorism. <laughs> That's correct. That is correct. I, I will eat meat, but I eat a lot of vegetarian just because I feel really bad. So, uh, that guilt gets you. Yeah. So the same day that Metheny was ratted on is the same day he was arrested. The police were like, what the fuck? And went and got him. Good so job. He went on trial three times. So the first time was in 1997 where he, for the Kemper murder, where he got 15, 50 years for kidnapping. And then he also got an attempted sexual assault charge. Nice. In 1998, he received the death sentence for the Spicer murder. Mm-hmm. And then in 1999, again, he pled guilty to the murder of Magaziner, and they gave him life for that one. So he has a life sentence, a death sentence, and then a 50-year sentence. So the death sentence ended up being overturned in 2000, and he got life without parole. Well... Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, on August fifth, two thousand seventeen, um, he was found just dead in his cell at oh, sixty-two. Shit. Cool. Was it the same guy that got Dahmer? <laughs> oh my gosh! Could you imagine? Yeah, he just got them all. He's like Ash Ketchum. Nice. So I, wanted, I also kind of want to link this case to the fact that like the world's opening up here in BC. We got the okay to like travel locally again. So one thing I want to say. Yeah. Is that if you're going on a road trip this year, you should yeah. be smart, be safe. And in the great words of Joe Metheny, watch what you eat because sometimes you never know who you may be eating. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy he was like feeding people to people and not like murdering stray dogs he found on the road. Oh my god. The morals <laughs> of this show. So, because we're also still in COVID world, I wanted to touch on a really funny local story I found to kind of bring the mood. So, this is a news article that I'm reading from the Toronto Sun, but let me tell you, it is about our fair city, Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And the the title is, Cops Cite Delivery of 100 Cheeseburgers in Warrant to Bust Makeshift Nightclub. (laughs) So, to sum up this fucking stupid case, is this dumb fuck who had a Vancouver penthouse has been using it as a makeshift, and I use air quotes like I've never quoted harder in my life, nightclub. Nice. To feed the fucking patrons at his nightclub, he paid. He placed like a skip or like Uber Eats or something order for a hundred fucking cheeseburgers, like they weren't gonna flag it. Oh, um, you can only have a gathering of six people. Are you each eating a bazillion hamburgers? I mean, they sure. could have been really stoned. Like, imagine the cop showed up and it's just like five fucked up stone kids. <laughs> it's just me <laughs> questioning my morals and eating meat. Eating that hundred cheeseburger suitcase you can get from White Castle. Yeah. <laughs> just... 
But so his neighbors had complained about loud music and like lots of people. But the police like went and knocked and were like, oh, keep it down. But, you know, they're all busy doing whatever else right now. So a noise complaint is probably not top of the list. Yeah. But they finally went and they arrested this man and he ended up getting $17,000 in fines. And he's also been charged with two counts of failing to comply with the orders of health officers. That's already on his record. Who is this person? Is it a man? Is it a child? A young man? It's a man. A Vancouver man. I have his name, but I also, like, I don't want to get sued. Am no, I allowed no, to no, say no, no, it? No, no. Is no, it no, if it's in no. the news, can I say it? No, don't say it. We don't need that. It's cool. It's cool. Jesus. <laughs> and he asked that you keep it in mind that these are unproven allegations. So, like, he wants uh-huh. the presumption of innocence. My dude, you ordered a hundred cheeseburgers. You had a fucking nightclub in your apartment in a goddamn panoramic. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> It's a pan- it's a panoramic. It's a Panda Express. Jesus. Ugh. So and so I can't I can't even congratulate him on like ingenuity or like great forward thinking. It's like, bro. Bro, stop. Bro. Sit, so sit down. One of his neighbors told the police too, like, I saw a stripper pole, uh, and there was exotic dancers, and there was a fucking DJ booth. <laughs> you, uh, that's fine. You can have it. I'm innocent until proven guilty. Like, yeah. sir, you are, you stupid fuck. So, I, I'm gonna say this you is a great it. Vancouver story. Like, shout out to our great city. It's a very, very, very Vancouver story. But I'm gonna say you can have those items and not be doing anything wrong. Like, maybe in the notes of your order, write, LOL, I'm stoned and doing a food challenge instead of just, like, 100 cheeseburgers. You can write notes. My notes always say, like, leave the food on the food chair outside. And I put a chair outside my door <laughs> so I don't need to talk to anybody. I just, I wrote, I used to write leave in lobby because I, like, didn't want anyone coming up. And then I'm like, oh, no, I can come to my door. And I'm like leave outside my door and i say about 70 percent of the time they leave it at my door and i'm like nice yeah sometimes they're like can you come down and i'm like oh yeah peak, but um. peak laziness right here where my food is just brought to my door that's then, like all my where is all my money been in quarantine i haven't had friends or traveled oh i have ordered so many dollars in delivery like food, because it's the only thing that brings me joy. Um, <laughs> Breath of the wild and food. Breath of the wild. And then uh, my dog, because she's a psychopath, when someone drops food at my door, she explodes and runs to the door. So even if the person thought they were going to see me for a second, they beat it because they're afraid. And I'm like, no, that works out. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, she's she's trash. Cute. That, that was our Teen Angel episode. We did it. Woo! I connected murder to hamburgers to death. I liked it. I liked it. That guy sucked. Actually, I think I have heard of that. Also, my dad was a truck driver, so I was like, hmm. so is <laughs> Really? Yeah, we should ask if they ate any weird roadside barbecues. Yo, we should do that. Well, we did it. Another successful one in the books. Don't five eat- out of five. Don't eat a fucking six-month-old burger under your bed. I don't care if it's jackass. Be a fucking adult. Maybe think about the burger you're eating on the side of the road, too. 
You never know. If you want worms, you want worms. That's it. They're good for fishing. So you know what? Saved 48 cents there. Check it off. Just stick your ass in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.